All right, there we go. Hi, <laughs> everyone. Uh, welcome back to a brand episode of the Who's Good Again podcast. I'm your host, Sabin. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Nakshay and Tushar. Uh, if you are joining us for the live stream, um, if you're catching this uh, at a later date on YouTube, we do this show live on Mondays or Tuesdays uh, after the weekend's fixtures. Then we do a preview just before the upcoming weekend's fixtures. This can also uh, be listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and several other platforms that you may like. Uh, this And that will happen a day after the live stream is completed. But that being said, today is a brave day. It's a brave day for, for me 
because <laughs> there's only one place to start <laughs> after uh, after that weekend's fixtures. I am wearing, and like for those of you on audio, I'm currently wearing the 0708 United kit. Now, did I plan to wear it? No, I went to the gym and then I usually swap shirts at the gym when I'm, when I'm done. And this is the one thing I picked and I almost did it subconsciously. And I came back home and I was just about to tell myself, oh, I tell myself, okay, I probably need to go shower. And then, like, oh, wait, let, let, whoa, damn, what the hell was that? Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, I ended up uh, just deciding not like to stay in the shirt for, for the episode so we could address the massive elephant sized issue in the room, which was the Manchester Derby. First of all, before we get into it, hello, everybody. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, luckily, I missed uh, watching the derby. Um, so I watched uh, it. Like I mean, uh, I was watching it in transit. So as I was, I was heading home, and I started the yeah. game. And I think I started. I logged in at around five minutes, and within two minutes of of, of me logging in, uh, Phil Foden scored this absolute banger. Then I'd say for about ten minutes, United were had some sort of attacking threat. They didn't really do much with it. They just had a threat. Like it was there. And uh, the moment that that Haaland's second goal goes in, or not the first goal, his first goal and City's second goal goes in, the game was over as a contest. <laughs> and, yeah. and by the time the fourth goal went in, I remember remember texting a group and I was laughing. I was like, you know what, boys, some damage control now would be nice. Oh, that is a, <laughs> like. <clears throat> I, f- I almost found it morbidly funny. It wasn't even shocking as much because I, I guess the one thing that Ten Hag did and he tried to like really, uh, it's a really stupid mistake other managers have made in the past. He tried to out Pep Pep. And when that happens, uh, the scoreline is a reflection of, of, the, of what the results would look like. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I also watched that game, the highlights at least. I missed most mm. of the game, but uh, I was just watching the game and thinking that, dude, like City dominating the league is becoming too routine and it's just scary and not great for football or entertainment uh, in general for the Premier League. Uh, besides the whole United losing it thing, I, I was just thinking. <laughs> Myself, because that's like it shouldn't become a farmers league like Bayern Munich in Germany, where it's just one team just massively dominating and everybody else just follows. Uh, but them getting Haaland and KDB in the same team is just like, like I remember watching the Arsenal game, like, damn, Arsenal's doing well, but two bad cities in this league. And I was like, that's yeah. such a shit thing to feel, <laughs> like, especially if you're, a, if you're a supporter that's in a title charge. Yeah, exactly. It's good, but it's not quite Manchester City. And, yeah. uh, but but you're in game week nine and you're like, yeah, Arsenal, you're doing well, but... <laughs> and you're in game week nine and it, it's just so sad to feel that way as a fan, at least. Like, So, yeah, I mean, that, that that's what I was thinking. Of course, the, the sheer domination of uh, Haaland and Foden, it was just crazy. Like, uh, to the point where just after halftime, Pep took half his team off. He did what? Substitutions uh, or something? Yeah, the gar- garbage. Gar- so those are called garbage minutes. So the game was won effectively. At yeah, half-time. basically was, they won it, and then he took his foot off the gas, and then after that he's complaining and he's like, "Oh, we, we let in too many goals. Uh, team can improve and all that." Uh, it's like when you get an A plus and then you like. It's the confirmed Pep is actually an Asian parent, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of us, by the time, at least for the United fans, the major thing was okay. At least that second half, we won the second half. Moral victory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what everyone but, kept saying. But the Anthony goal was uh, one to talk about. The Anthony yeah. goal is a, yeah, yeah, it was I actually mean, a great goal. It was Blinded. a great goal, but he was terrible in the first half. Like, yeah. Absolutely terrible. Um, him, Sancho, Rashford, none of them could hold the ball. And the thing is, the, you try and play a high-pressing game without any sort of ball retention, you're going to get absolutely murdered on the counter. Like, Haaland had six touches in the game, he scored three goals and got an assist. Right? 
he's so this is it right he's six goals away from equaling last season's golden boot record and we're in game week 9 so, yeah like there is no there's no contest i mean the, the third goal which is the one that that kdb crossed to haland at that point you just got to like stand up and clap when the third goal went in and i looked at the kdb pass i was like there is there's no chance and there is no chance and just looking at that, those stats makes it look like some guy put some in game cheat or something like if you see uh, three consecutive hat tricks or even forget consecutive just three hat tricks in the premier league like haland is at 8 next is 47 then 71 then 122 yeah. Yeah. and 212 he's at 8 like his first eight games he scored three hat tricks and three consecutive home hat tricks they have southampton next week uh, i wouldn't bet against it being four like it's but but you never know with southampton will uh, come across but with no, haland southampton southampton at home yeah, is a haland. problem yeah, yeah haland is just the the great eraser so a lot of yeah. him lot of there's been a lot of comparisons to like to ivan drago from rocky 4 so for those of you who don't who haven't seen rocky 4 there is rocky 4 is basically where apollo spoilers for rocky 4 for i guess Apollo Creed one of Rocky's best friends before like rival turn best friend ends up going in the in the ring against this Russian cyborg ro- like ro- uh, like boxer known as mm-hmm. Ivan Drago who basically beats the life out of him kills him in the ring and he's this unkillable like insane machine uh, <laughs> and everyone's like oh, like this is the this is the Ivan Drago moment for the league where uh, Haaland and his dad have come back to take revenge on Rocky <laughs> for what he did 20 years ago so it's it's a it's a bit of a uh, a horrible time especially for, for for a united fan because one you haven't seen your team play in a month and you come back to whatever that shit show was so you're not exactly in the best of moods and then halfway through that game you you just like descend into uh into like the sense of dark humor cuz it's so bad like it it is it is so bad how could this possibly get any worse um in in this particular game and i think it's a good lesson so i the, the one thing i'm not too fussed about is that okay this is a good lesson that team is just eons eons ahead of the current united squad um so it's it's not like the 6-1 where you know there was there was that um there there was a slight difference in quality of teams which meant that these people were um which meant that like the results mattered more here like i i feel the mo- before you step onto the pitch and having seen uh that tank up front <laughs> the game was kind of lost um and tenor should learn from this i think i sincerely hope he learns from this because oof that, that that was that was a bit of a battering that the team should have avoided actually you you phenomenally missed this game how could you I, what were you doing i missed it or uh, i don't know i think so we are all had plans to watch this game together and, then, and yeah. then then life happened and then we all went off went our separate ways i'm so glad we didn't because oh yeah. man i didn't i would yeah, not want to watch together i don't know what like what we would have broken <laughs> i we guess wouldn't have broken anything listen i can't like the plan was to watch it in myas if you broke anything i'd have been a dead man so if anything i would be the one person that's broken but uh no but that's uh, awesome but i had a plan to watch it so i actually went for a movie yesterday and mm-hmm. uh, i was thinking that i'll probably you know watch it on my phone once in a while just keep a track mm-hmm. of it but i didn't bother doing that after i saw when, when did when did you check the score like when you check the score what was the score like i kept getting updates every what? like when on the notification so oh, okay. so it wasn't like yeah it wasn't like an intermission where you're like oh i should probably check on the score no so no we sat next to the movie theater uh, i would have yelled at you by like some five it was, times it was lucky it was luckily uh, the gold class so like it was quite distant from other people I found you and yelled at you somewhere but um, and it was on mute so i didn't even bother yeah hmm. <sighs> but, but as soon as i, mean, I saw that... like the united uh, messages come up that oh we scored mm. uh, that's when i turned on the uh, app just to see how like what the goal was and how how the goal happened 
And I think within a couple of minutes after that, uh, you had... They, yeah, they scored again. Yeah, so. Haaland just like scores an absolute tap-in. Yeah. The, the man is... In, he's like, he's specifically in, in that six-yard box. And it's... Oh, man. He, he's a freak. I, I, I still do believe that for the second goal, having Christian Eriksen mark him made no sense. I don't know who uh, is, is in charge of those tactics. Why... It's necessary for like the, uh, why Ericsson was the one picking uh, Holland up at corners because it happened twice. I mean, I know Varane was off the field. Varane didn't have a good game against him, neither did Martinez. Um, but in spite yeah, of yeah. that, it was still Ericsson who was picking up Holland at corners, which is a uh, mismatch yeah, of the century, that, if you ask me. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. At least put McDormand in there. Who can at least like sort of muscle him or give him some competition? I mean, McTominay wasn't doing anything either. Like that, that team selection by Eric Ten Hag made no sense because you have a man on a pacemaker versus a mountain dude. Like, <laughs> how do you, how does that match up? Like, at least put in McTominay and Fred and get work rate in, and then maybe you could have closed. Or at least up. Casemiro. Yeah, Casemiro. I mean, I'm sure ball. at least one of those goals, Casemiro would run a tackle, taken a yellow, and gotten off. Like that's the most yeah. athletic strategy that you could have done easily. The thing is, like when you when you go to like Manchester City, what mo- the most success the teams have had there have had have had the, have had success on the counter attack, right? That's yeah, the whole point. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you sit and you you hit City on the counter attack. So uh, City also let's be honest, City had a depleted squad coming into that team. Their two starting centre backs weren't starting. Um, and they had, I think, Ake and Akanji come in, who basically yeah. are both. If they're they're not very good defenders, but they're very quick, which instantly negates the Rashford threat behind. Mm-hmm. So that's out of the window. And just look at the teams that have had success there. Like United, United for that fact, under for that for that matter, as a matter of fact, United under Ole went to the Etihad time after time. And kept it compact, hit them on the counter, like retained the ball in important positions, and you know, picked their moments. This seemed a bit naive. And even if you go so far as to see Madrid last year at, at the Etihad, which they, where they lost, they lost the game. But they, every time they, they moved, they bombed on forward, they were a threat. Like it looked like they were going to cause some sort of damage to, to Manchester City, which they eventually did in the second leg. But for the first leg, not much. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you could. You could see that there was something to be afraid of, and they kept it compact. Ten Hag, I don't know what the idea was. Was he trying to outplay um, Pep in, in, with regards to certain things? Did he try and keep it like employ the tactics that worked against Arsenal and Liverpool against a Man City team, which is basically peak of their powers, Man City? Right? I don't think yeah. they're going to get better than this, and I don't know when they're going to lose a game. Um, if I were an Arsenal fan, I'd be very worried about that Invincibles record. Because that tank of a man is coming. I think they should have lost that Crystal Palace game. They really should have. Palace should have turned, scored that third goal where they, it was a horrendous miss. But besides that, they just look like um, they look unbeatable at the moment. I actually don't even think they're in their final form or in their full form or full squad yet. Like Harden's still like, I'm improving. I still have to get into form. KDB is like, the team is still integrating. So I'm scared of like the December Man City team. I don't know how much better they can get, but that but, team is going to be insane. Like, I, the... I, I don't. I, I'm not quite sure. You mean pre World Cup or post World Cup? Pre, just. I mean, maybe. Yeah, actually, maybe post World Cup this year it might not actually happen. But generally, they go into first gear in like Jan. Like so many times where there'll be like another team winning it and then in Jan they'll come and they'll yeah. get a ten point lead, twelve point lead and gone the league. The league is over by March, basically. Like every single yeah, anyway, Harden's not gonna the World Cup, so it's you already Yeah, he's gonna just be sitting there resting while while the, be like, rest of the boys, you look a little tanned and tired, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel Haaland should like they, they try to get do this thing where they get him to go and play for each team at the World Cup at different stages to see what it would be like so that every team can have a Haaland. <laughs> yeah, situation. like a joker kind of thing. Yeah. Trump card like a Trump card. The only way to only way to beat Haaland is is with Real Madrid. <laughs> Real Madrid need to activate <laughs> his release clause and then uh United are going to end up sorry, then a city will 
uh, will, will look beatable once more. It's just the, the De Bruyne and um, and Haaland combination is unfair. Like it's just it's so unfair. I don't even know what to say. Uh, <laughs> they're just they're just so good. And we haven't even spoken about Foden's hat trick, dude. Foden scored also like a, like a, two hat tricks in in a single game. Uh, yeah, the more I think about it, the more upset I'm getting now. Damn stupid United. And you can't really blame United. You can't blame. And I think yeah. any team that goes there and plays the way we did is going to get slapped. That is true. But I have a question. If uh, do you think he should have played uh, Ronaldo in no. this sort of a game? It would have hit double figures. I would have. I, I mean, I think at that point, it's like, what difference would it have made if he played or didn't play Ronaldo? There's no point. I mean, the thing with Ronaldo, at least, if you start the game off right, you start the game off with. Uh, with an intent to attack, Ronaldo is not the is not the the player that was going to fit the system that he wanted. In fact, it would have been worse. And in the second half, at the time, like you obviously bring him on as a sub, but then it's already six one six two. Then then it um, doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's just like it's like, dude, Ronaldo go run around the pitch for ten minutes. Might as well give those minutes to like the likes of Martial, who's coming back from injury. And who kind of looks sharp. But, like, but he, he did well, oh, Martial. Yeah, he scored. Yeah, he scored two goals. He also was almost yeah. on a hat trick. It would have been yeah. fun if he if he'd gotten his hat trick. It would have been a very uh, hilarious narrative, like a, a game of three hat tricks. I don't think it's ever happened before. So uh, it would have that. it would have been uh, a fun thing to check out. But besides that, <laughs> I mean Ronaldo, like he would have it would have been frustrating for him. And and I agree with Tenag. Tenag mentioned that he like out of respect he didn't bring him on. And I fully am on board with with the idea because. What's I mean? What's what's even the point of bringing bringing him on and then just it, mm-hmm. just it just piles more pressure on him and it makes him look worse. Let, let him set this out. It's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Any more thoughts to add on the Manchester derby before we like move on? Yeah, I thought like Foden did a good job as well. Even though everyone's like Holland, 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 it's like damn. Yeah. Yeah. Foden, Foden was. Yeah. yeah. Was, was killing it. That first goal was, was amazing. Yeah, and I think mm. everyone should give that boy his due as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah people may not uh, probably give it to him. Like no one talks about Foden like in all the match trades, everything I'm watching. So like, yeah, I mean it, because Holland is definitely player of the season, right? I think there will come a point where people figure out how to combat him, but until then, I don't see that happening. Um. But yeah, moving moving on from uh, uh, moving on from the Manchester derby, let's quickly look to talk about what happened at North London on Saturday, the twelve thirty kickoff, five o'clock. If you were in uh, in this Indian subcontinent, Spurs, dude, uh, <laughs> Spurs again. Um, Arsenal were very good, and Spurs were extremely extremely timid and insipid. They were. I don't know what Conte's tactics were. I, I, this is a game I believe all of us watched. Yeah, I was sort of watching. Yeah. yeah. So this was a game that we could be like we tried to. Um, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Okay. Uh, so this was a this was a game that was built to be like a tabletop or decider, right? Because Spurs were on seventeen points. I, I think Spurs would have cut the, the deficit to a point had they uh, had they beaten um, had they beaten Arsenal. But from from that game, it, it was uh, increasingly apparent that Arsenal are a team that other teams need to keep a watch out for. Are they going to win the league? I don't think so. And I don't. And the only reason I don't think they're going to even challenge for the league. I mean, there are two reasons. One is the Europa League fixtures, and um, and which cause cause havoc for Arsenal's back end of the season most times. And the second is obviously the Manchester City-sized elephant in the room, right? Uh, but but in spite of all of that, like in spite of all of that, it, it's just, they were just so good to watch. They almost forced the ball into the back of the net when things aren't going their way. If you notice, like the the, the Thomas Partey goal that that like absolute rocket into the back uh, into the near post, and then Saka uh, slams one into Hugo Lloris, who spills it, and Gabriel Jesus tucks it in. Then Emerson Royal. Stupidly yeah. goes himself and goes and gets himself sent off. Yeah, so it's just 
it it was an unnecessary tackle. He wasn't going anywhere. It didn't require. Yeah, it didn't um, require that harsh of a tackle by him. Yeah, it, it was stupid because yeah. I think at two one with eleven men you have a chance. Two one with ten men, oh, it's ten like men. the game. The game is over, my friend. Yeah. So, not not the best for a. Uh, not the best for a Spurs fan, but where do you see Arsenal in terms of um, the league? Where do you think they're finishing? I think top four for sure. Uh, given if, if their current form continues the way it is, mm-hmm. I think top four is definitely in in the works for them. Top four is, uh, I think, I think they could. Finish second, and I think they could finish second comfortably because the other teams are all don't all don't have their houses in order. It's it just seems like in an extremely um, perilous time for uh, for the other other top six contenders. But Arsenal, I think, I think are more than top six now, given given this season especially. Yeah, I think with. It's. I don't know. Like I, I feel like we say this on every episode. We. I don't quite know what how the league is going to look like post December. Like you have no idea yeah. who is going to um, be yeah, on top. Who's there. And yeah, you don't know how many of these players are going to play X number of games at the World Cup. I think each yeah, team so. current. And you don't know how many of these guys will be injured or even come back or any of that. Like. Just this fixture congestion is just going to be insane on injuries. Mm. There was a re- recent stat I saw on The Athletic that the last year, just because the amount of fixtures, the Premier League had the highest number of injuries. Because one of I'm the physicality second the fixtures. I think, I believe each, like, some teams play about 10 fixtures within this month, which is kind of insane. Yeah, it's yeah. insane, yeah. dude. Like, your players should not be Too playing that many. more than an average of two games a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two and a half games a week, which is yeah, too much. Yeah. So, I don't think you'll get like the best football this year. This is going to be teams who will absorb energy, sit back, try and slow down pace, all of that. They're not yeah, going, it's going to come to... down to that. Yeah, post, it's going to come down December. to that. Yeah, um, you're going to see a lot of fatigue, fitting, like, fit, yeah. like get, come back into the team, and it's going to be. Just a whole bunch of overworked players just running around the pitch, or like yeah, and and uh, like someone like Conte who loves to like overrun his players, they won't survive, dude. After the World Cup, if he still pushes them that way, they they're gonna be out for weeks. And he's done that before. Conte has done that before, where he's pushed yeah. his players to injury and pushed them past what they can do. So so yeah, uh, I, I don't know that- actually. The top topmost will be Man City, but after that, till even sixth or seventh, I don't know. It's gonna be. Uh, I think most of the mid-level, mid mid-level clubs are gonna, you know, progress during that time, at least for the first few months post the World Cup, because I don't think most of their players will. Well, go even to right now, Brighton's fifth or something, right? Yeah, Brighton's fifth. If I'm, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I believe Brighton are fourth. The top four. Yeah, they're fourth. Yeah, the top four, right? And yeah. so, so is Arsenal. Arsenal second. With a game in hand, top like the fourth with a game in hand. Yeah, but even there, like Chelsea, United, everyone have a game in hand. Yeah, true. Yeah, right. So that whole like second to like seventh place is just gonna keep switching every game week. Like, there's no dominance there yet. Yeah, there's only three points. There's actually only four points between fourth and uh, 11th. Yeah, like exactly. That's one game. Like a one win. Yeah. yeah. And uh, with Liverpool not dominating anymore, they've just lost steam and the plot. So, uh, that top two thing, that dominance was there, is gone this this season. But it's, it's a good thing. At, at least, if not the first, at least top two. Uh, is a good top fight. Should have a good fight, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's but it. Uh, but uh, in the derby, uh, Kane scored his customary uh, derby penalty. If if I'm right, I think he always scores a penalty in the derby. 
He did, yeah. So Harry Kane, as per usual. Okay. Yeah, but does it? Does he normally does score a penalty, right? Always. Yeah. Every single derby, like it's like a North London derby, Spurs get a penalty. Yeah. He really FIFA tweeted it because nobody could figure out that penalty, so they just hit it down straight. Yeah. FIFA twenty three. FIFA twenty three has a new penalty system, which is, which is like, which is kind of like the older days. Oh, the the power thing. Yeah, but it's like now it's on the ball, so it's like so it's kind of gone back to that. Oh good. Um, I mean, it's much better than that than the crap they had for years with that direction button nonsense. So you 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 even didn't know where the penalty was going. Yeah, so I mean, you wouldn't. Nobody knew. Yeah, nobody knew. Just, uh, it's the Russian really penalties, dude. <laughs> so it was it was always deciders, right? It was very annoying. But with um with regards to that red card, I know it's I've been seeing quite a few bit of discussion online about. how it's not it should have been a yellow it's not worthy of a red like what, what do you guys think do you think it should have been a red it was a red it was boots up yeah. against his thigh yeah. i mean not his thigh whatever uh, his shin shin sure. i mean the yeah, rule the ball was nowhere to be found yeah clearly says yeah. that yeah ball is not found if you what do you call cleats up against him mm-hmm. then it's a red like I don't know what discussion is there. Like, why is there discussion? No, because clear. apparently, so so the so the issue was that people felt that in in previous instances uh, that card has been rescinded. Rather, that card has been like a yellow. The tackle has been a yellow card mm-hmm. on on several occasions. But with regards to let's say the um, just the derby and the heat of the moment, like it should not have been a red. I feel it was like an orange. It's not exact, quite a red, but it's like not. It's a little. Dude, if you go studs up against ball any player and there's no ball in sight, it's a clear red as per law. Anywhere in the world, whether there's VAR or not, mm-hmm. I don't know how you can argue against the law of the game. Yeah, I don't like, think VAR uh, put up for I this. I think no, VAR agreed. I think there, there was no. Yeah, VAR checked it and was like, "Yeah, dude, even studs up against him, so you can't." Studs up at the moment you lift your leg at that height. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like it's a very it, difficult. The ball had gone away from But... us. So here, so how can you? So he's just clearly just tackling him without actually any ball and play. Hmm. Okay, here's a question: What if? The what if Anthony Taylor gave him a yellow card? Would VAR have overturned it and given it a, as a red? If if you want to put it that the other way, just for I mean, discussion's sake. They could have. Oh, I believe. I mean, I think, knowing how shit English VAR is, probably not. They won't go against the on-field referee. And also, it's Anthony Taylor, so they'll always mess yeah. up. Yeah. Like Anthony Taylor has given Arsenal some very favorable decisions in the last couple of years. I think Chelsea fans will agree. Given what happened, I think in the FA Cup final a few years ago, he sent Kovacic off. We we literally prepare our teams for Anthony Taylor games. Like, oh, dude, Anthony Taylor is our ref now. So this game, you have you have you have to pass like this. You have to tackle like this. Can you imagine? Instead of we won't prepare as much for the other team than we will for the ref. Okay. I will have to be like, oh, should I tackle him or not? <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, but how? Uh, but, how many games beforehand do they know who the referee is? Any idea? I think I think a week before, like a week in advance, you get to, you you are told who who the ref is will be for a game. But yeah. I asked uh, Akshay this. But uh, I want to know where do you see Arsenal finishing on in the table? I feel like maybe third. Who finishes second? second? I feel like United can actually finish second. Uh, I don't know. I don't think United are finishing second. I think United finish fourth because they will they won't have an up and down season. But speaking of up and down seasons, um, I think we should address the Chelsea situation. Uh, the Chelsea versus Palace game. Uh, I I didn't exactly watch it, but I kept an eye on the highlights. But I hear Chelsea were very, very poor. What happened? Yeah, yeah, we were absolutely dog shit. Like, <laughs> and like, like the tempo that our tempo was pedestrian, and like not New York, like London pedestrian. Like, 
<laughs> and I don't know, like, uh, well, we're lucky, like, Pulisic came on, gave gave a cameo, gave an assist uh, to Gallagher. Gallagher just scored a world year for goal. Oh, yeah, that played. was a great goal. That was a great goal. Like, it was an and amazing. Hats off to him for not celebrating. Yeah. I mean, the respect for his old club. I mean, I feel bad if, for Palace. It's almost poetic that uh, yeah. he, he gets transferred back and then he scores against them in his first game. <laughs> Yeah, like that was the winner right at the death. At the winner, at the, yeah, mm. at, yeah, at the very end. But what was really funny about this game was there was an exchange on Instagram, I believe, between Reese James and Zaha. Reese James put up a thing saying, "Oh, locked up," um, and then Zaha was Zaha chirped back, and they were going um, back and forth about it. So they were, okay, at least I'm, I'm excited to see that football is has some sort of personalities. Um, that but to be fair, James of... did lock up Zaha, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kept him very quiet. Like, Zaha came on and then in the first five minutes, he was extremely, like, flamboyant, flair. Zaha mm-hmm. doing the Zaha things. Mm-hmm. And after that, James just shut down every ball that was going towards him, cutting him off, tackling him, everything. So, he wasn't effective at all. So, so in that sense, I'm happy. My mm-hmm. main is that our our midfield is just not working like there's no creative passing the only thing we kept doing was just taking the ball hoofing it to our forwards throwing everybody forward and trying to score sterling is there obama young is there everyone is there just like hoof 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 and hopefully they score hopefully they score obama but aren't really target man right first touch He's not even a target man. I mean, like a target yeah. man is like, you pass the ball to him, he gets the ball, and then you build around him and, and go forward and score, right? Yeah. Kind of like what we're trying to do with Diego Costa. But mm-hmm. Obama Young is just, he's in the box. You hoof it, hoof it. He's not even Fox in the box. He's just in the box. With some <laughs> of you hoof it to him and you hope he, he, he kicks it in and he scores. Which is what he did. He actually did that, like, we got a little lucky. First touch, he got it in. Obama is a straight-up poacher. Like he'll get you goals. He's always more often than not right in the right place at the right time. He makes those good. I think even as he's progressing into his thirties, he um, like he's shifting more towards that like poacher. Initially, a lot of his game was reliant on pace. But you know, I think with pace, right, it's the first thing that goes as soon as you hit thirty. So it's. I, I don't know. I, I believe with Potter's system, Potter is heavily uh, underperforms his XG. So the team does create a lot. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where Chelsea end up at the end of the season. I think they do finish outside the top four this season, um, given what is happening at Chelsea. It's, I believe it's a, it's a longer rebuild. But um, I think they'll I think actually. Lo- like, I feel like you guys overrate Spurs. Spurs are actually not I, that great. I, yeah, I, I feel Spurs, especially with against the smaller team, they score a lot, which is why I feel that they'll make it in. Uh, against I the big teams... Uh, that I, I think it'd be like a City, Arsenal, United, Chelsea kind of thing. Oh, that'll be... Uh, that's a, that's almost like a throwback to, to, to the days of yeah. old, you know? Like, that feels yeah, like... I, I actually think that because... Dude... Conte can't push his team like he he should, like he wants to after the World Cup. And if he does, then they're just going to get injured and they don't have the bench strength. They don't have all of those things. So, But how many uh, of them are actually going to work out? the top four. <sighs> Shall we run down the team that, like players from Spurs that will be actually playing in the World Cup? I think we we did this last week as well, right? So I think yeah, we did that of, last week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so Rishad and I did that last week, but in terms of the um, yeah, but in terms of Chelsea, Chelsea mm-hmm. and Sorry. and dude, that midfield of Georgino is just not working. Coach mm-hmm. is not working. Mason Mount has had 188 minutes and zero goals, zero assists. Uh, Havertz is having a shit season. 
we don't have a good like we don't have a kdb uh silva gundogan kind of kind of thing we don't have a creative midfielder very badly and I, you know uh, what i think you guys need i think you guys need a bruno because the rest of the team is built to defend and like get the team up and down the pitch i think a bruno would have been perfect in that setup where he's just always trying to find uh your forward direction Yeah, all Eric said. Yeah, I think all Ericsson, the passing is always square. It's always left or straight or left. There's no, not a single like banana pass or something like that. And mm-hmm. that makes us heavily reliant on our wing backs, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But we become damn predictable because like if you block the wings, then you block our supply. That's it. Yeah, that's and that's the end of it. So it's then you just hoof, just keep hoofing it over and hoping. Yeah, yeah. Van der Beek would be good for this team, actually, if you think about it. No, even Van der Beek is more side to side. I don't think he's the kind of player who makes the forward pass a lot. He's that metronome uh, midfielder that um, that will keep the ball moving. But you need that. You need an Eriksson, basically, like an Eriksson or even a Bruno, a KDB type, somebody who'll pick that pass. Will you know? Will try something risky in the hope that things will get that things will will happen for them. So you need one of those kind of players, and I. I think Chelsea have they completed the medical for Christopher and Kunku, which yeah, that was sixteen million euros. I'm telling you, is a steal given uh, how good that guy is, um, and they've already planned him for the next summer. So Chelsea are making smart moves. There, uh, Todd Bowley may say some crap things, but he's actually behind the scenes doing some good work. It just I, I, I believe in like why they've already done the medical for him to start next season. Because next season again. he runs down his contract, so they're calling dibs in a sense. Yeah, I think they, I think they pay his release clause and they're just going to let him. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call? They, they're going to <coughs> just make sure uh, they get him out before he ends up running down his contract. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of former um, former teams managed by Graham Potter, let's quickly look at um, Liverpool Brighton. Man, Liverpool are in free fall. I didn't even, I don't even know what to say <laughs> anymore. It's just, I thought they'd come back. The international break would benefit them. They look worse, if not uh, compared to what, what they were before the break. Yeah. And I did think that, given how attacking Brighton were, that Liverpool would get back into it. But Leandro Trossard, my God, he he has done some unspeakable things to Trent Alexander-Arnold. And it just so happened that uh, it had like it, that Klopp has come out and defended Trent about his defending capabilities, about how he's always so high up the pitch, and he's the highest amongst the back four, and that's an, an, an instruction, which does not mean that he's a bad defender. But in the box, <laughs> Trossard twisted him up and sent him to the shops. It's not not exactly the uh, uh, the best sight if you're if you're Trent, who's not having a good season. Neither is Van Dijk for that third goal. God knows what Van Dijk was doing. It's yeah. just, it's a team that looks that like, looks like it's running on on fumes. I I also actually like you know last week I had a gripe with Southgate for not playing TAA. Mm. I was like, what is wrong with this guy and all that. Uh, but this week, all three <laughs> goals came down the left flank. All three. Yeah. And then they start. Then the Athletic did an article yeah. on about. Almost seventy or eighty percent of the goals that Liverpool have have let in this season have been down the left flank, which means mm-hmm. they're all targeting TA. Yeah, and even Klopp mm-hmm. himself said he's he's not a bad defender. He's not a good one. And he specifically said he's not a good one, but he said he's also not not a bad one either. Uh, he's more a wing back than a defender. Like <laughs> Somebody a, said it's like if you played David Beckham at right back, this is what you'd get. <laughs> which is like yeah, the biggest yeah. biggest backhanded compliment you could give somebody right um yeah. and <laughs> i i don't know why liverpool finish i we need really need to do like i, I think we'll do this before uh, once the world cup's over we'll revise our season predictions i think we all know who we have finishing on <laughs> on top but yeah. in terms of um purely in terms of the performances up to this point i don't quite know how liverpool cracked the top four i think there are at least three tricky. to four other teams yeah that are much better than them and 
I don't even know if they crack the Europa the the the, um, the Champions League group. They might drop into Europa this season. They're not having a good time at all. Like the team is gassed. It's very clearly the team is old. It needs replacing. Klopp has put too much faith in in players that need, have needed to be moved on, and now it's the the chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah, I mean the the problem with Liverpool is they always played gigantic high intensity football. So if you don't have a high intensity, you're screwed. Unlike other teams who sit back and absorb pressure, even if mm-hmm. you're not high intense in that game or you're putting full energy or your players are not fully mentally there, you can still like rough out a shit house a few games and coast over. But in Liverpool system, you can't do that. You have to be all in or you're screwed. I feel with with, with Liverpool's situation at this point, it's. Um... it's it's also something to do with with Klopp and just how he does not um how he does not change because my man Jurgen is pre- he, when the, when his system works it's free flowing is great but when it's not working maybe switch up your your tactics planning isn't always the way forward sometimes you need a plan like a plan b to like get yourself through games be a little more resolute go go take one nil wins nick a one nil win but he's so focused on his ethos which i admire almost in a way that sometimes it works to his detriment now there are actual murmurs of people getting fed up with klopp in the liverpool fan base like i don't know why he doesn't change things there, there is a general sense of frustration it doesn't help that their biggest rival in man city is absolutely slapping up this league uh the david nunes signing has been seen as some sort of a joke i don't think any signing has had this kind of treatment even before a ball was kicked because even before Nunez was um <laughs> brought on to play his, in his debut there were already memes there was already already like this the, you know this agenda against him and it somehow made him worse he he looks he, he just does not look like a player that has no that no business being he's going to take time dude he's a new guy in, in a new league and all that For sure, but he doesn't. He just like I I look at him play and I'm like I don't understand how you fit the system. You are not the player that fits the system. I feel Liverpool got tricked into buying him because I think United were looking at him. Some of the teams were looking at him, and Liverpool uh, decided okay, we need to, he's the next hottest property. Haaland has gone to City, so we need we need a new striker, and this was the guy they jumped on. Like there's there's a joke amongst Liverpool fans that say. Or if a player plays well against Liverpool, they end up going, going and buying them. So you wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Leandro Trossard at, at Liverpool next season or after the winter break. Not a But, bad shout. Yeah, I mean, Trossard, I think, is heading to a bigger club next season. Come what may, oh, sure, it may yeah. not be Liverpool, but it might be like the likes of a Spurs or something. Who, um, I mean, Spurs, Spurs will Spurs. Uh, Harry Kane's probably Harry Kane is on his way. This will probably be his last season if Spurs don't win anything. Yeah, um, Bayern Munich have already started that their charm offensive, so maybe Spurs is a is a destination for a new look um, team, and Trossard could be a part of something new there. Who knows? But where do you guys think Liverpool finish the season? Maybe fifth. Think, yeah, fifth or sixth, probably. The way the way the current form is going. So let's just, let's run through the table. So I think we say let's say Man City finished first, right? Then yeah. on current form, Arsenal finished second. Third, you'll probably put United on fourth. Fifth in current form, yeah. Fourth, you'd put Spurs. Fifth, you'd have Chelsea. Uh, oh no, fourth, sixth, you'd have like um, who else? Brighton. Brighton. No, you don't. Brighton, you don't quite know, right? But you could have. But current form, the. Top four right now. You never know. Liverpool might finish anywhere between fifth to seventh, and I I think that's the highest mm-hmm. they'll finish because you look at Salah. Salah looks bereft of confidence. You look at um, Luis Diaz, who who didn't start this game, and I wonder why. Because But he, he would be when he when he came on, he he was actually a game changer for them. Yeah, he really was. Nice like. Time, yeah. He really picked the team up, and I, but I think he's also wasteful. Kind of hogs the ball, tries to do too much. Yeah, uh, there's some difficulty integrating him in there, but um, it's it's good to see. Um, it's good to see him like drive the team forward. But besides that, 
Liverpool look like look like a team that is in a massive rut and it's going to take quite a bit of time to um a, a quite a bit of time to um, to get them out of it. Yeah, but take, uh, take them some time for sure to get back to what they were. Yeah, so in terms of yeah, in, in terms of um like the other fixtures that that happened over the weekend um let's just run through them so bournemouth brentford and nil nil there um palace chelsea we have discussed newcastle newcastle um took to fulham like a house on fire and i think um, uh, was it harrison reed sorry you had them win against uh, newcastle who i yeah yeah i had fulham mm-hmm. I, i thought fulham was going to win against newcastle but let me let me I believe what you guys yeah I, yeah i believe charlova got sent off oh yeah we should look have a look at our prediction table uh let's see what is in terms of so, so in terms of our predicted fixtures last week was tushar and i so let's just run yeah let's just run through a prediction list uh, arsenal spurs i had a 2-2 tushar had a 2-1 And Spurs ended up winning three-one. Bournemouth, no, Brentford. Arsenal won, no? Sorry, Arsenal ended up. My bad. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Arsenal, uh, Bournemouth, and Brentford. I had Brentford winning two-nil. Tushar had them. Had Brentford winning one-nil. It was a draw I have, there. Well, I would have thought uh, Brentford would have won that quite easily. Yeah. yeah. Palace, Chelsea. We both went for a two-one to Chelsea, and that was the result at the end of the day. Fulham, Newcastle. Um, I had Fulham for a win. Those had Fulham for a draw. uh and general big four one to newcastle liverpool yeah. brighton i think i have too much faith in liverpool these days i expected them to win 2-0 so did tushar and yeah it was a high scoring 3-3 draw southampton everton uh, i thought it'd be a 1-1 game it's always too close to call with southampton um uh, tushar thought everton would win 2-0 they ended up winning 2-1 again he's caught me on a differential what a guy um so <laughs> West Ham versus yeah oh god come on is that oh no okay West Ham <laughs> Wolves uh, I had Wolves winning this game uh, those are West Ham drawing West Ham ended up winning two nil comfortable winners in this game it, it, this was a game that got Bruno Lard sacked I think they had he had one win in fifteen um, there was a lot of disgruntlement amongst the fan base and even the board. was he uh, sacked yeah they sacked him last night. So oh, um, so I think Wolves are on the lookout for a new manager. Um, hey, Diego Costa came on and played yeah, really good actually. I I actually really liked I mean I I I think he should have scored but uh he's still the same guy except now this war so he might have to be a little bit <laughs> <up there. laughs> No but I think yeah, I think he he did manage to somehow change the game a bit. I, yeah, I watched like, a bit of the game after he came on and I think yeah, he was quite the, instrumental in ball movement here and there. Yeah, exactly. The the commentators are like this, like a game of basketball where every one minute it was going like they were trying to score and then Wolves like it was just going back and forth, counter, 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 counter. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I I missed this game. Um, then uh, City City United. I went for a two nil to United to 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 City. Uh, those went for a three one. Ultimately, it was six-three to Manchester City, uh, and we both got the result right, but not the score. Up. Leeds, Leeds and Villa. I went for a three-one, um, and um, uh, and Tushar went for a one-nil to Villa. It was a draw, score draw. Let's take on Forest tonight, so we don't have the result of that just yet. We'll know more this in the morning. The, this could change. This could change it. Score. Yeah, it really could. Uh, I have, but we both have this thing winning, dude. Yeah, but uh, I believe it'll, it'll, it'll be score. a tie, right? It'll be a it depends tie, on right? the score, though. If mm-hmm. if either if you get the score right, score right is very hard, but yeah, you never I think know. It'll be, it'll be the same. Yeah, same. yeah it could be. Yeah, we never know. So <laughs> to to conclude on this week's episode, forty six percent of FPL managers did not captain Holland this week. And I am one of the forty-six percent, and uh, we have paid the price. Yeah, a uh, drop two million in rankings. Really? So awesome. yeah, I was at one one million and and two hundred thousand. I've dropped a three million change. 
So it's just a brutal, brutal uh, FPL weekend uh, for yours truly. Any more uh, games to talk about from across? Week, next week's fixtures. No, let's do that on Thursday. Let's do that on Thursday. Let's just quickly look at, to conclude, okay. let's look at the Champions League fixtures that are coming up this week and um, have some thoughts on that and then just carry on from there because I believe this week there are a few really spicy games. Uh, Interplay Barcelona on Wednesday or on Tuesday, which is Wednesday for us. Uh, you have Eintracht Frankfurt versus Tottenham, Benfica versus PSG. Um, what else? Liverpool Rangers, um, Juventus. Juventus also are in big trouble. Their manager, they're about to sack. Or it looks like he's headed towards the sack. Uh, Allegri is having a torrid season. Yeah. Mm. But did, did you see the video of Mourinho sitting in the uh, in a bus? The van. In one of, yeah. In the van. Yeah, he got his own van. Like a decked out van. <laughs> you watch it. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't really decked up, I feel. I think it was just No, like van. he got like captain seats and all that like he basically yeah. got like, a really sweet place to watch the game right outside San Siro and the view yeah. that he has San Siro is a beautiful stadium it's one of those iconic stadiums and he's just got like top of like a cliff like thing and he's just parked the van there and he's watching the game <laughs> <laughs> looks hilarious yeah and he was celebrating in the parking lot right at the end of it because uh, yeah. Inter Inter lost that game. I think they, Chris Smalling and Paolo Dybala ended up scoring uh, in the game. Dude, I love Roma Mourinho, dude. It's like mm, olden days Mourinho, like the happy one or special one or whatever. I, I feel the project at Roma is Mourinho. They're like, do you do what you need? Yeah, that, that's what the Mourinho said, right? He is the project. <laughs> yeah. They're like, he so, is the project. Of nobody else. Yeah, so they're not like, um, what do you call They're not entirely um, focused on playing a specific brand of football and which is what, exactly what Mourinho needed because he's happy I uh, I don't yeah. I don't think they'll win Serie A but you never know under Jose so, no they lost a... four games in a row like before Inter or something they lost four games in a row and then I don't some... think they've lost four games in a row I think they've they've five that... five I'm yeah so as we speak. Mm-hmm. So they they, so they ask the owners, oh, will you sack Mourinho? And they're like, what's wrong with you? Mourinho is Roma. They, <laughs> so they won the previous, they lost the previous game. Okay. Against Atlanta. And then back in September, they lost the game. But they've been either winning or uh, having a draw. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I read somewhere that they're asking, will you sack Mourinho? And they're like, what's wrong with you? Mourinho is Roma. And I mm-hmm. think when Mourinho has that kind of breathing confidence mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I won't get sacked, that's when you get like the most gangster level Mourinho where he's going and abusing referees, he's going and <laughs> uh, like pushing the, the fourth official, doing whatever the hell he wants because he's like, the owners back me. Like, doesn't matter. Mm. And he'll win them. Like he got them the Conference League trophy last year. And yeah, he got them a European yeah. trophy. Actually. They got twenty years or something insane. Yeah, exactly. So Jose does Jose things. That's that's a really. Uh, he also came awesome. in that rap video, right? That guy's rap. Video. Yeah, with Stormzy. Yeah, Mel made me do it. It yeah. automatically cements him as the goat. I mean, to have Mourinho in a rap music video. That was uh, that was that was. He's the that only was one who can do that, right? <laughs> And I mean, think about it, right? Like, so so you know how there's something called a dollar store mm-hmm. in the US. Yeah. So in in the UK, they have something called Poundland. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Not anything dirty. It's just Poundland. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they keep calling Arteta Poundland Pep. Okay? So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm forever gonna refer to him as Poundland Pep. Yeah, the Poundland Pep is having a great season. Pepper, basically, yeah. Poundland Pep is having a great, great season. Yeah. So is Pep, dude. <laughs> yeah. Pep, I think, is just like, yeah, I'm gonna let Haaland do his thing. Like, let let the team play. Make sure you give the ball to him as you're like on your way to the, the goal. Yeah, they asked Pep, uh, who do you think is better, Haaland or Messi? And he's like, Haaland has a whole team supporting him. Messi had to do it alone. <laughs> True. 
and then i'm just like dude zavi and iniesta must be like what like what did we do like <laughs> especially for chavi 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 must like chavi is like pep's disciple right so yeah yeah he's like what's what's happening with that but anyway i think uh, that's that's us on this week's episode no a crisp one hour well done guys we did it yeah. i think it was just wow. under 55 minutes actually given that we started about 5 minutes later um but that's us with the episode will be out tomorrow morning latest i will have it ready to go by the morning and then we'll be back again for the preview on thursday i believe we can we all do thursday akshay what are you doing thursday my friend we'll, we'll see i don't know my plan yet okay i i'm going to book you for a thursday plan so you don't do anything else done we might actually do an episode in person i think we, it's time we kind of figure that we'll just like figure out the logistics for it anyway we yeah, all have sure. yeah we kind of have enough equipment to get us going so an in person episode is coming soon given that we are 10 minutes apart from each other akshay's case 15 mm-hmm. more than maybe 15 maybe given <laughs> when bang goes maybe half yeah maybe half an hour yeah 15 from, in the night yeah. 15 in the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but okay that's us i uh, will see you on the next one everyone cheers until then take Bye. care